What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I am your host, Bobby Asin, with a special guest today, no other than Deborah Costa, or as I call her, Deb. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for joining me this week. We've already had a fun weekend. I have joined Alex and Deborah for a weekend visiting them in West Palm Beach. Yeah. Um, took him to all the sites. We went down to uh, Palm Beach Island and we went to the Colony, the Hotel. Colony Hotel. And he loved that. He said he wanted to meet a rich man. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> we went to the Colony Hotel and there was a rich man, but he was straight. He bought <laughs> every woman around him free drinks besides us and i mean he was talking to everyone about everything he's like oh do you ride horses like right out here random conversations this man was having yeah and he's wearing he was not cute he was wearing like a cowboy hat he was like older but yeah yeah good for them get those free drinks (laughs) i really wanted to go because that hotel is where countess luann got arrested for any real housewives of new york fans so only seen fitting that I go into her story and experience that for myself. Unfortunately, I did not get drunk and go to the wrong floor because I was not staying there, so <laughs> that confusion couldn't have happened for me. But we thought of you, Luann, and had some very expensive cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we did. They are like $17 a drink, and then the next day we really won by having unlimited mimosa at a really good brunch. Yeah, we the next day we went to a lighthouse, and we found this restaurant, um, and we ended up, it was actually brunch time. So we had endless mimosas, we were like just downing them. Yeah, we had over four bottles of yeah, champagne. champagne. Yep. <laughs> so it was a great time. Yeah. So I wanted to go in and start with what is your current or all time, it doesn't matter which one you choose, but what is your guiltless pleasure? Um, I think that my guiltless pleasure is, of all time, would be Glee, definitely. Um, I watch it every year, and I know a lot of people, like, don't like it, but whatever. And then, recently, it has been The Bachelorette. I was always like, no, I'm not gonna watch that, and I started this season, and I absolutely love it. I don't miss an episode now. I used to be the same way about The Bachelor. I probably would shame people probably a year prior. My first time watching was Colton's season. I actually didn't watch the last two episodes of it, but no, I think the last episode I watched was when they visited the homes, which that was kind of cool to Mm -hmm. see how much of the families were involved in that. And then when Hannah got her own season, that's what actually had me interested. I think I like The Bachelorette, a lot more because I think it's cooler to see them like fight for the date with the girls. I think the other way around is like really boring. I haven't watched obviously a bachelor session or season, but I've like watching like the trailers for stuff. It doesn't look as good. It seems like very, I don't know, just catty. Yeah. But 
I don't know. I'm going to try it out. I mean, that does make for good TV. It does. But, but I feel like, because, like, especially with this season of The Bachelorette, it's like, guys aren't really... It's not just common for guys to just be like that, yeah. causing drama. So when they do, it's like, okay. So, yeah. We'll have to go into a, our, our pop culture recap. We will definitely go into that in more detail because there's a lot of things to unpack from this week's episode. I was very sad by the end of it. Yeah. But <laughs> getting ahead of myself there. I'm going to say, though, that my current guiltless pleasure, and it's been that for a long time, but people still have a stigma against her. I don't know why, is Miley Cyrus. Okay. People, like, shit on her. I agree. I love her. I've loved her, like, forever. I remember, because I'm, like, younger, so when I was in high school and bangers had to come out, people were like, are you for real? Like, you like her? And I was like, yeah. And to this day, it's, like, the best concert I've ever been to Exactly. One of the it's best so concerts. Good. has one of the best albums. I love the levels of that album. Like, yeah. Rooting for My Baby, Adore You, to Love Money Party. It's just, there's so many levels to the album, uh-huh. and it's just so good overall. And people need to stop shaming it. She was just progressing in her career, and people did not want her to move because people are against women. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. Owning their sexuality she, she or coming of age. She was ahead of her time. Yeah. She was. There's such a shame of people coming of age, and yeah, she got the grunt of that. But I feel like, I mean, honestly, I feel like Bangers was her last good album. I didn't listen to all Miley Cyrus and all her dead pets. I didn't really listen or to that. Or you listened to the Younger Now album? Actually, yeah, I forgot about that one. I did listen to it. So did she. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, um, but it's not, like, my go-to. Definitely not mine either, um, but But I, I know all it. the words, and I, like, Same. like that. Um, but this new album, I listened to it today. It's mm-hmm. so good. I didn't, like, hear one song that I was like, Alexa Skip. Like, I was like, this is really good. It's like, one of my favorite albums all, all of, of the whole year. I will go into that as well, but speaking of Miley Cyrus, so I think it's the best album of the whole year. I really loved everything she sings about in this album, and I think it's so freeing, and I think rock is a really good turn for her for next her, yeah. like era, mm-hmm. and I could tell it was going to be really good from when she released Midnight the cover Sky. of the... Oh, yeah, Midnight Sky, especially when she did the remix of Stevie Nicks. And she covered uh, the song Heart, Heart of Glass. Glass. Yeah. yeah. And Zombie, which I did not know that they were saying the word zombies in the whole song. But, you know, you learn something new every day. I think right now on there, my favorite song is What the Fuck Do I Know? Mm-hmm. And I love Prisoner of Dua Lipa. I thought that was already great when I first heard it. And I like Bad Karma. And then um, a song that's like really sad, I guess, when you think about it, is Hate Me. But I love that one. I like I, that was definitely, um, like, if I had to pick, like, a top, like, my top three, it would be Prisoners, Hate Me, and I think maybe High. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. I mean, basically, there's only... 12 songs yeah. without the bonus songs on there and so I wish there was more to this album but it's great on my way yeah. to West Palm Beach I listened to the album three times fully just driving here Yeah, and I love listening to an album that's new like by myself like on a long drive because mm-hmm. you really hear all the words you're focusing on it yeah because you're not like 
having to do anything else. Yeah. Like, you can just literally just drive and just think about the words and stuff like that. So, yeah. That's how I got into folklore, too. I had to, like, not be doing anything. I had to actually listen to the words. That one, definitely have to listen to the words to like, hear the to story. Like yeah. <laughs> and then... We have other albums this year. We're going to discuss, like, you know, albums that came out in 2020 in the end of 2019. So I say to my, that future nostalgia, Age Like Milk, I liked the album and I can never listen to it again. I think I completely ruined it for myself by listening to it too much in the beginning of quarantine. Do you Are you familiar with future nostalgia? Yeah, but I disagree. I think that I... It's actually... I think the best album of the year. Really? Yeah. I think that... A lot of people would agree with you, though. I think it'll be very popular for a very long time, just because it's so different. Like, I don't know, just like the disco and the... Not disco, but, you know, like, the the background music is just so good. Like, the beat. Um, Yeah, whenever I have... I'm, like, get tired of listening to the songs that I listen to, I just put on future nostalgia it's funny that people made fun of the song boys will be boys but i actually like that song on the album i always skip that and good in bed yeah so i yeah. like the last two songs that's I funny because like one of my favorite songs is the people that people like least like and then i don't like the album and right. so people's most liked <laughs> album you're trying to be different yeah i really do love cool uh physical levitating of course but yeah. oddly my favorite song is probably boys will be boys which people hate but i like that message uh, because yeah. girls will be women, and sometimes that men like do not progress, and they're just little boys that are in men's bodies, right? And they just have temper tantrums. So yeah. And then another album I thought age like milk, which I'm sad to say, <laughs> is Chromatica. I there are some songs that will forever be really good to me, like nine one one, plastic doll, sour mm-hmm. candy, but then I do not like Babylon. I don't. Like a thousand doves. I mean, I just there's so many songs that I'm not a fan of on that album. Yeah, um, it took a while for me to like that album as well. Um, I think just because like the intermissions she puts in, I was like, did I like didn't know like you know like Chromatica one, Chromatica two. I didn't really know how to feel about those. Um, so it took me a while to like them, but I only like the top like. One, two, three, I think like the top six songs, and then I'll turn it off. After 911, I don't listen to it anymore. <laughs> um, but they're all like very good and like upbeat. They're fun songs. Like, I would love to dance to them in the club and stuff, but like. What did you think of the album Joanne? Because I love that, and people do not like that album at all. Oh, it's one of my favorite albums. I don't know. I'm not like a Gaga stan like that. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, a lot of people were totally against the Joanne era and say it's her worst era. And I think this is worse than the Joanne era. Not that it's bad, just not my favorite. Right. Something that also was not my favorite. I sound so bad. Right. Well, actually, did you even listen to the Katy Perry album, Smile? I did, actually. I thought it was the worst album I've ever heard, like of all time. Even <laughs> listening to the album, I remember listening for the first time ever. I was driving in my car, long trip. I was so excited. All the singles were so great for this uh-huh. album. And I remember a point where I heard like the first like three beats or notes of the song and I skipped it and I was like wait I just skipped three songs and I've never heard them before right that's when I realized I really hated the that's album that's funny um I listened to it it literally came out when she had a baby right mm-hmm. I was like so I'm gonna support the new mom yeah <laughs> get to have, help her get some income she's been doing nothing but 
I think the only song that I like is Tucked. Um, I, and maybe Daisy's, but that's only because that's my dog's name. But then I just skip everything else just because, like, it's I've so no, I've sad. never, it's no teenage dream. So. Exactly. I loved Never Really Over. I loved Daisy's. I liked Halloween Hawaii's a lot. Um, I'm the biggest fan of Style, but I think the only song that I liked on that album that that wasn't a single was Champagne Problems. I think everything else I didn't care for. Mm-hmm. And then I guess I'm like really mean all the time on these albums, but but now I like what I'm, what I'm about to say is I hated Positions when I first heard the album. I thought it was horrible. I, I did still, not understand. I still hate it. <laughs> I had no passion. We love Aaron Grande. Yeah. We saw her together. We were in the pit, like. We yeah. even when she canceled her show, we still liked her. We still went. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a like a moon tattoo on behind my ear, like her. Like I'm gonna love her, love all her songs, but positions just was not it. I think it was too much. Um, just not her style, you know. Which I guess is that's ironic because literally at the beginning of this podcast we were like, oh Miley did this and it was bangers. And, yeah. <laughs> but. I, I mean, I guess it's literally the same thing, right? But Miley kind of, I feel like, came from a, a place of, like, I don't want to say rage, but, you know, like, she's she's like, I'm not a little girl anymore. Yeah. Is and- when she wrote, Bang- or, like, when Bangers came out. So then with Ari, it feels like she didn't, she wasn't placed into that. I don't know if that's making sense. Like, you know, like, she wasn't always told to be, like, a good girl or whatever. And now she's, like let me 69 you like <laughs> yeah i just think i think the album is lacking some things but overall now i think it's a really good song album i really like 34 plus 35 i like motive mm-hmm. um i don't like care for just like magic but i'm always humming it but i love 630 and then i think my least favorite song on the album is my hair yeah <laughs> Like, I just, I don't... And Shut Up. Yeah, the first intro yeah. song. Yeah, an intro of the album. That's how I felt when I first heard it. Yeah. Shut Up. Turn it off. <laughs> I was done. I was like, well... Yeah. I have never listened to West Side. Um, well, you haven't even listened to it? No. I've, like, I think I've listened to, like, a couple notes, and I was like, maybe not. Well, then, by the time I listened to a couple songs, I was like, this is... I'm not even gonna waste time listening to this. Which is funny because that's how I started feeling about Taylor and folklore, but I like pushed myself to listen to it anyway. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't know, it was just too much for me for from Ari. So let's yeah. go into folklore now then. So your initial thoughts that it was too much for an album? Like, not. No, I felt like positions was too much. Oh but, okay. But folklore, I. It was just very different from what she's always put out. And so I, you know, like you're expecting like upbeat and pop Taylor and that's not what she did with Folklore. Um, But then I feel like she like unlocked something in me. It was like something that like you didn't even know that you needed kind of with her lyrics. It was like so good. And I, I think that like Folklore will will last a long time yeah i think it'll stand the test of time i that song definitely or not the song the album does unlock things i know like in illicit affairs when i first heard the section where it says don't call me kid don't call me baby Mm -hmm. look at this idiotic fool that you made me that whole section i was like 
crying and then I replayed it. I couldn't finish the song. I had to replay right. like that section of the song. And then I felt it, it makes me feel like strong and like angry yeah. and happy and like sad all at once. And it's like, it's like shouting that emotion. And yeah. if I'm in my car, I can just like feel that and like sometimes cry. Betty will make me cry when it says, um, I dreamt of you all summer long. And when, again, when you hear her say, standing in your car again, kissing in my car again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, the reality is if that happened to me, I would not take him back. I'd be so mad yeah. at James. Yeah. Um, but it same, in the same sense, it's such a romantic thing, but really, he was a bad person. But yeah, uh, that album definitely unlocks different things. And it's really fun to listen to a story where... You see, like, the beginning yeah. and the ending. And we actually just watched the new show or a new movie on Disney+, Plus and which was the folklore, the long pond... Folklore, the long pond studio session. And I really enjoyed the film. I think you were saying that you wish there was more in it, right? More of an explanation of the story of Betty James? Uh, yeah. Or Betty and James? I really didn't, like, see that, I think, when I first listened to the album, which is, I get, I don't know. Like, I had to have people tell me about the story. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that I, like, looked into. Um, but I think that I was just, like, thinking about my own story. I was like, yeah. I'm thinking about myself right now. I'm not trying to deal with other people's narrative. That's what I loved uh, about Taylor Swift ever since I saw the 1989 world tour and she says these songs were once about my life and now they're about yours. The whole mm-hmm. purpose of the music is to envision yourself in those songs yeah. uh, which is definitely the power that her music does and I, and I think that's why it's always so popular because uh, we're able to think that and feel that and I know um, I always joke about when her first album came out and her second album I was relating those songs to how I felt and I was like 13 years old thinking about how a girl portrayed me all these things obviously I'm gay now or I was gay then too but just to think like I to think that I understood those songs and right. it wasn't until I ended a relationship that I was with someone for three years um it was my first and that was, was my everything my first kiss everything first I uh, lived together with him and after uh we I broke up with him. I remember listening to Red, and that's also kind of the time when 1989 came out, and that's when I was like, wait, I can I listen to these songs in a whole different way. I have a different appreciation. I understand what she's saying. And then I was like, I listen to her old albums again now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what made me even more of like a mega Taylor Swift fan, because yeah. I already loved the music, but then when I understood the pain or the emotion it was completely different for me I agree I think that you know I was obviously like 1989 I was a fan of that and um but when and I was a fan of like reputation when it came out but not like as I I think I'm more of a fan of reputation now um after I think reputation came out and then maybe was it like two years later when the Netflix documentary yeah, the concert. Yeah, mm-hmm. that made me, like, absolutely love it even more. Just because, I don't know, I felt, I think I I wasn't in my relationship anymore at that time. And so I, I felt, like, so empowered. Yeah, I remember that watching the concert and then seeing 
um, I did something bad. Yeah. And oh my then God. lifting her when she says, I bring all the witches, even if you aren't so one. Good. And then she goes, light me up. I yeah. ever feel like I felt the power of that. Yeah. I'm like, oh yes. Like I felt like I understand that now. And I think when the album first came out, I didn't feel that way. And, but then in my own life going down the line, yeah. uh, two years later when the concert came out on Netflix, I had then gone through something that was like that. Yeah. And so I was like hearing the song again for the first time. Exactly. And it was just like goosebumps. Yeah, so like good. it was so good. Yeah. And I originally did not like that song. It was my least favorite song. Um, but usually my least favorite songs in her album are kind of like that vibe. Um, like I didn't like False God. And now I like False God. It's usually for the slower Yeah. I love False God. Like I loved False God. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I think it was like, a lot of people didn't like it at the beginning and I was listening to like reviews and stuff and I was like people are just skipping over false god like yeah. why don't they like it like where's <laughs> it's okay my opinion's already weird because I loved soon you'll get better I love it's nice to have a friend and right. people hate those songs yeah. and I love it's nice to have a friend I think it's such a cute song yeah. and people hate it they're like yeah. this ruined the album for me <laughs> everything was like flowing well and then she had that song and it just yeah. ruined it I also just love that these albums are stories, and I love, yeah. I don't know, I just like the mystery behind the songs, and then finding out what they're about, or having conspiracies yeah. about these songs. And, and just her lyrics are so powerful. They're, like, so powerful in folklore. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like every single song, like, speaks to me in its own way. It's a very good album. Yeah, like, I always heard, like, the rumors of what, you know, the conspiracies about what other songs were about. But then hearing her really explain, this yeah. is me trying about it being the uh, struggles with addiction. I don't like Mirrorball at all. Um, I hate Mirrorball. Like yeah. But I appreciate the storyline of her saying that we are basically all a Mirrorball. Um, a Mirrorball is shattered into a million different pieces and then light will shine on it. And sometimes you can, someone can look at you and see every piece of you. And then some people, like, that light never shines on them, so to someone else that's there, that they don't get to ever see you that way. It's kind of like how I'm talking about when you look at an apartment complex from the outside, or it's like a sky rise, mm-hmm. and there's like 50 floors, and you think, like, everyone feels their life is just as important as yours, and they're all living their own life, and something is just as, like, important or dramatic to them. Yeah. And it's always, like, so weird to think about, Yeah. but it was cool to hear that the song has that about it, but... I don't like it. No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> what is your favorite song on Folklore? I can't, I can't choose. Um, honestly, like, if I'm, like, sad, I don't know. It just it just depends. Yeah. Um, I think I would have to say my all-time is going to be Illicit Affairs. Um, originally, mm-hmm. I didn't care for Invisible String, but now that one, like, pulls my heart. And I think the generic answer that everyone has is Betty, but I really did love Betty so much, even though I never assumed that that meant she was a lesbian. But <laughs> <laughs> everyone I, else did. I really like My Tears Ricochet. Um, I love that breakdown in the movie when she explains that song. Yeah, I don't know if I, I heard it. Yeah, it's about the innocence of two people starting a relationship, and they're the best of friends oh, and yeah, never yeah, know yeah. that and they're going to be the, the biggest enemies. enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I like Hoax, too, a lot. You um, can't listen to Peace, right? Which one makes you break I down? Can't, I can't listen to Hoax. Oh, it's Hoax. Like you it. love it? Yeah. Um, the part where, um, don't want no other shade of blue but you. you. 
it reminds me of my boyfriend and his blue eyes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so, but I, I really like that song. And I think it's a very good closer, too. Yeah. It's, like, just very, like, mellow. It's it's such a good album, like, throughout, except for Mirrorball. I agree. <laughs> Mirrorball's, that's not it, love. Absolutely not. Well, if you haven't already, check that out on Disney+. Plus. And maybe if you aren't even a Swifty, then maybe this will make you have some connection or understand a little bit more. The part that makes me the most angry is, also in general with this album, is Bon Iver's nasty voice oh my God. ruining <laughs> Exile. And then his dumb ass by himself in a recording studio <laughs> with the robot filming him wearing a gator mask, which is more unhealthy than wearing no mask to sing a song to make him look even more dumb than I already thought he was. <laughs> I think it's a good duet. I know that a lot of people do not like You that listen song. to this like angelic album, it's like la, la, la. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's like I'm not about that. I hate the contrast of his voice and her voice, which yeah. I know she says that, oh, I love the contrast. I knew I had a boy because when Joe, my boyfriend, sang it, yeah. he, I'm like, girl, you did not need that contrast. <laughs> I wish you could download a version without him singing. Yeah. I'd rather just be just silence yeah. and just like the music playing in the background than have him <laughs> say anything. I'm sure like in the documentary when she was like, I was sure he was going to drop out. You were like, he should have. He should have. Yeah. Fingers I wish crossed. he did. Ugh. Well, that's going to be it on the folklore of the pound. Why can't I say it? The pod studio <laughs> sessions. Because right now we're going to go into our pop culture recap. I am very excited that you watched The Bachelorette because usually when it has someone come on here as a guest, they don't watch it. So I don't ever get to discuss <laughs> this. And a lot of people that listen to this podcast actually always say that I should cover more about The Bachelorette. Because most people listen to this love pop culture and they love that show. I was very, very sad with the eliminations of this episode. I don't understand why Ed is here. Right. Ew, 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 ew. Also, he <laughs> truly looks like a hyena. He is so annoying. Like, oh please, my God. anyone, Google hyena and then Google Ed the Bachelorette. And it is uncanny how much they look the same. So this week, Joe, Chasen, Kenny, and Jordan C get kicked off. And what blows my mind is that Chasen and Ed had all this drama the last episode, and she lets both of them stay. First of all, if anyone was fighting like that, I would send both of their asses home because that's a waste yeah. of my time. They're focusing on each other and not me, so why would I want them there? And then... Second, why did she wait till this week to eliminate him? Eliminate him last week when he was wasting your time. When he was doing time. something, right. Yeah, he was being a bitch. And then you get rid of him this week when he was actually nice. Like, yeah. this episode, I actually like, I was like, wow. He's shutting up. Yeah, I was like, maybe I like Chase and maybe I just was angry about him yeah. and Ed fighting. Like, I've never been about Ed. Yeah. I think Chase and it's it was mixed for me, but then I was like, Oh, I kind of like him now. And then, of course, when I say I actually like him, he gets eliminated. Yeah. I thought Joe was super hot. I loved how he looked. Mm -hmm. I will not miss Jordan C's glasses. And that's really mean to say. I'm not I trying know. to pick on him. But his glasses were so bad. Have you, have you ever watched Colonel Minds? Yes. Um, he looks like, like Morgan. Yeah, I can see that. 
but without the glasses. It was, I think it, now that you said the glasses, I think that it, that was it. That's what, like, threw me off. Like, look. Yeah, right? he definitely does, They have yeah. a very similar smile. Those glasses, the glasses are, like, are the are first off. glasses, like, yeah. when you're in elementary school, like, and kids come to school with glasses, like, that's what I expect people to wear. Yeah. But not when you're, like, 30 years old. Right. I think he just had them resized and never changed his pair of glasses. Yeah. But, okay, Kenny, I Ew. think Kenny is super hot. No. And I was sad. Also, I was shocked because when they did the challenge of, you know, drinking the smoothies and moaning mm-hmm. and all that stuff, yeah. like, she seemed to really enjoy, yeah. like, how he was so into it. Yeah. And so I was shocked that he, she picked him to go on that, but I guess she learned from that day that she didn't want to be with him. But <laughs> I was just was surprised that she, like, wanted to have him on the group date and... Seemed to be like, really enjoying everything, and she was like, mm, "No, goodbye." Maybe she just got like so like distracted or overwhelmed with everything that started happening that night with Noah. Well, that's a whole thing to go into. Yeah. Noah, awful. I'm excited to see that people are going to go after him. But the thing yeah. that scares <laughs> me is that in the commercial, you see Bennett, who is my personal favorite. Bennett oh, is my favorite. I love him. You see that in the commercial, she says, if, like, basically that she's going to send both of them home because of how they're acting. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. I don't like men, like, fighting, per se, but Betty is truly fighting only for the best interest. I think there's a lot of times they say, I'm fighting for Claire, whether, like, not, or, um... Tasha. Tasha, And they're not. But yeah. I think that Bennett is truly fighting for Tasha's like best interest yeah and he's I, just saying like you're being flake and you're being phony yeah that's it and it's like I think I really hope that the trailers are like just trying to be misleading and stuff mm-hmm. I really hope she doesn't send him home because but I wish that like he didn't insert himself into that yeah. you know like he's like fighting with Noah and just telling Noah like shut up you're like ruining it for everybody but that makes him look bad. I almost lost my mind, as well as the guys almost lost their mind, when Noah was like, I was really hoping I would get this group date because, and they're like, right. you already have a rose. <laughs> For M- what? Make it they're make like, sense. They're like, what's the purpose of you going on the group date? Yeah. What is the purpose? You already have time with her multiple times when you weren't supposed to. You got a rose. You're right. not going to get eliminated. Oh my God. Okay. I could not believe that. I was... So who do you think is going to win? Or who Sadly, do you want to win? I want Ben to win. I do not think that Bennett's gonna win. I actually truly have no idea who she's actually going to pick. Yeah. I love her. I just and I, I have I like no her idea. A lot too. I have no idea who she's gonna pick. I think I want Ivan to win. Like Just show me who Ivan's face looks like. Okay. Oh my god, they're I they're one on one. I know. Well, it, was, it wasn't a one on one. I think they were on a group. No, they did have the one on one. Yeah, it was a one on one. That was so. It was a, their little like game night cute. or whatever, and then they're yes. just sitting and then their... sharing their stories. Like, yeah, that connection that they had, yeah, which was very surprising for them to like put that. Yeah. On the Bachelorette too, like the Black Lives Matter and mm-hmm. all that. That was very good, I think. And he was so quiet and talking about his brother being in prison. Like mm-hmm. you really saw him open it up, and I think now like we're all like. Not saying he's going to turn into an extrovert, but I think now he's going to have such a, a different confidence when it comes into the the rest of the this, this season. Yeah. That he's not even, like, he, we're only going to see him as that. We're no longer going to see him as, like, shy and quiet. Yeah. And maybe they'll rile up the other guys because they're so used to him being, like, complacent, complacent. Yeah. And silent. 
Well, that was the thing, because, like, so I watched The Bachelorette with my boyfriend, and he's, like, he, she's never going to pick him because he's so shy or whatever. But I think that she's so outgoing. I think it's kind of, like, a nice picture, you know? Like, he's not, like, in your face like Noah is. And, he, yeah. it, and like, obviously she can tell that when they're together, they have a good time. And Noah's, like, what, 25 or 26? He acts like he's 12. Yeah. He makes me so, like, he gets, like, under my skin. Ugh, yeah, like, he was definitely just brought in to, like, stir shit up yeah because he's new right yes yeah um let me see who else i think i like um, i think anyone's gonna get beat up this season it's Noah. oh yeah easy <laughs> like i don't think there's really ever that they're they're actually i know like tv production wise they make a sink someone's gonna get physical but i think if anyone would actually a physical fight this season they're gonna beat the <laughs> shit out of noah um so this is blake i don't know if you know what he looks like yes I think... I love his dog. He looks like Rob. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but I was like... Rob is her boyfriend. Yeah, in my real, boyfriend. In, in real life. <laughs> in real life, but also, we're not a TV show. We're, we are in real life, so I guess that's just... You should um, already know that part. Whoops. But I feel like he was so down for Claire. I don't know what he's doing there with Tasha. Like, he was just so crazy Wait, about... did you like Claire? No. Okay, good. I was gonna say. Um, no, no, no. Uh, she's just, I don't know. And that whole Dale thing, it was, oh my god, I don't know. I'm glad she left. I'm glad that whole thing happened, actually. Because they were so annoying. They were so annoying, and now Tasha's so much better. Oh my like, god, yes. And it makes it bearable. She's so personal, and she really does. And they say, like, oh, she brightens the room. Like, she does. She does, yeah. She has, like, contagious mm-hmm. energy. I feel, like, so excited and giddy watching her on dates. Like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, yeah. get, like, goosebumps. I'm, like, ooh, like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, goosebumps. But, yeah. Yeah. That's it for the Bachelorette recap right now. So now I'm going to go in. I will start the next subject. You also know about this. Uh, Harry Styles magazine cover yeah. for Vogue. There's mm-hmm. now a wait list because it is constantly selling out. Oh. They cannot keep it on the shelves. You can order it online and join to be on the wait list to get a copy of this magazine. Oh my god, that's awesome. So, we didn't even talk about Fine Line. Yeah. Is that 2020? I it's 2019. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Oh. We're on Harry Styles. That's no, what I just love. No, it. seriously. That's, it's that's it's a very, like. very good album. I do only have two male artists on my phone and it is Shawn Mendes. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's ruining that for himself. And second is Harry Styles. Is there Shawn Mendes beef? Yeah, of Taylor Swift, how he's like working with Justin Bieber and he's been hanging out with Scooter Braun oh. playing the piano at his house, which doesn't make sense because Camilla and him are dating. They're both know each other because of Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. They both have their careers from Taylor Swift. Right. And... Camilla did the performance that was against Scooter Braun with Halsey for Taylor on the songs that Taylor couldn't sing. Yeah. And it's like, how are you, how is your girlfriend, you know, best friend to someone? How do you have a career from someone? And you are silent about defending her in any way and multiple occasions, but like what Justin Bieber is saying, and then say that Justin Bieber is your, like he said this like two weeks ago, that that's his role model. That's who he wants to be. Like Scooter. No, Justin Bieber. Oh, no. Oh, Sean said that about Justin. Yes. He wants to be like yeah. Justin. Which, Justin has okay. had actual videos 
talking to Taylor Swift saying that she's being overdramatic about the scooter thing and that it's not real and stuff. So the amount of like disrespect that Shawn Mendes has had recently to me has disgusted me. Yeah. But Harry Styles has not disgusted me. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he got so much like backlash for that Vogue cover. Yeah, and obviously it didn't matter. No, obviously it did not. these people's <laughs> opinions are like, this is horrible. It's the best-selling issue they've ever had, probably. I don't yeah. think there has been a waitlist in... Like, I've, I've never uh, even heard of that yeah. for a magazine like that. So good for him. He deserves it. And good for Vogue for, you know, taking that step to be... Yeah. Different, I guess you could say. You could say different. Yeah. Or you know. normalize it. Yeah. Kind of. Because it's legitimately just mm-hmm. fabric. So Literally. <laughs> I don't get the you know the yeah. beef on that yeah did you ever watch laguna beach of the hills no okay well so this is something you don't know about but no. recently this week kristen cavallari spent her thanksgiving with steven which if you don't know they originally dated on laguna beach and had a love triangle with lauren conrad and they have been back together on and off we don't know if they're dating or not but since she filed for a divorce and during a Instagram live, they play the game of fuck, marry, kill. And Kristen answered by saying that she would marry Steven, she would fuck Brody, and she would kill Justin Bobby. But she said that she hasn't beef with Justin Bobby, it's just that she hasn't talked to him since they filmed the show. And then they asked her, which ex-best friend would you rather be stuck in a room with, Lauren Conrad or Kelly? Kelly is a girl from her own show, Very Cavalieri who used to be her best friend until there was accusations that she was sleeping with Kristen's husband. And on that one, she just sipped her wine and said um, she's going to be silent in that. She said, I'm going to be in trouble tomorrow. I'm sorry. Um, I don't apologize to anybody. I never have and never will. I'm not fucking sorry. So don't really know what that lasting beef is because she says even then that Kelly and her husband never were a thing that never happened and she said for a while that her and Lauren Conrad are actually friends in real life and it was only fake on the show that they were enemies so don't know what's happened with that maybe some beef's happening behind the scenes or maybe they got divorced because she found out that was actually what was happening behind her back with her best friend and her husband but thought that was very interesting and speaking of divorce you know how Megan Fox is dating Machine Gun Kelly? No. Okay well they're (laughs) dating and Megan Fox just filed for a divorce. I thought she was already divorced this whole time. Like, I uh-huh. didn't know she already wasn't divorced. So, congrats to her. I thought that already was a thing, but that's an update I needed to share because I didn't know about it. <laughs> and another pop culture news, The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has shut down production for two weeks due to a COVID situation. We are not sure if anyone on the cast or on the production team has tested positive, but we know there has been a coronavirus scare on set, so production and quarantine is um, going to be happening for two weeks. This had already happened previously on a Real Housewives of Atlanta before they were able to finish the finale. So I think this is just going to be the new struggle for Hollywood, whether they're filming movies or TV shows. Right. I mean, once they hear that, even like the security person that is taking your temperatures has a fever, like then they have to close production. Right. That's going to be a forever problem. Yeah. And something. I wanted to bring up is Chriselle from Sign Sunset and her partner from Dance with the Stars, who is rumored to be getting a divorce because he is in love with her and not his uh, wife. Oh Sasha, for the first time for the finale of 
Dance with the Stars. And if you haven't watched it, first place went to Caitlin from The Bachelorette, or The Bachelor franchise, I should say. Second place went to Nee from Catfish. Third went to Nelly, and fourth went to Justina. I really wish that Nee would have won from Catfish. I think he was the best, but I'm happy for Caitlin Briscoe because her dream her whole life was to win Dancing with the Stars and, or actually to be on the show and she ended up getting to win the show, so good for her. But we have another statement from Chriselle's partner. He said that my relationship with Chriselle was and remains strictly platonic. Our friendship during our season on Dancing with the Stars was not f- the reason for our split. Elena and I have been a long-standing issue, have had long-standing issues in our marriage. This has been an ongoing situation between Elena and I paired with poor timing. It was my deepest hope to keep our private life just that, private. I am sad and disappointed to see that Elena has chosen not to do the same. Well, we know Elena's pissed because you've had infidelity your entire marriage. So, understandable. And my last thing in my pop culture recap is in Siesta Key news that Juliet from Siesta Key's boyfriend bought chloe a car and it's like a multi-million dollar car and i think that's a very odd gift to give your girlfriend's best friend i mean i would take it too that'd be pretty nice have a car payment someone give you like a million dollar car that's more than a house add that to your christmas list yeah that's what i expect from my best friends this year someone better buy me a car a nice car not some crappy one from your best friend's boyfriend exactly so my friend's need to get boyfriends now (laughs) (laughs) but that is it for my pop culture recap thank you so much for joining me this week thank you (laughs) thanks for uh, having me on here it was fun i love podcasts and this is very different than like what i listen to even but it's nice because like the people that i hang out with don't really talk about this yeah so it's very different it's cool. I love that, yes. Yeah. It's all about talking about things that most people think are annoying to talk yeah. about or don't want to hear about. And there yeah. should be no guilt in that. That's why it's your guiltless pleasures, not your guilty pleasure. <laughs> and on that note, everyone, stay guiltless. Stay guiltless.